Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. It's him, Darren Fletcher. Now, before we go any further, I think there's something we should really talk about. And that is the fact, Darren, that this playoff run is one of the most epic we've had. There's one team still in it that nobody expected would be this deep in this playoff run. And that's the Tennessee Titans. Now, not only that, but last week, the Fumbleites will, I hope, be doffing their caps because they will recognise the fact that a certain Darren said that the Tennessee Titans would win last weekend and then would therefore be in the conference championships. First of all, I don't get many right. So I'm really glad that we've been able to say this this week because I just don't get many right. Do you know what, though, Vern? We've watched this game for a long, 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 long time and and loads of the Fumbleites are the same. And there there are certain things that you need come playoff time. And the things that you need come playoff time or what this Tennessee Titans team have. You need a running game. You need a defense. You need a quarterback to stop making mistakes. You need a coach who's got a decent set of balls on him. And Mike Vrabel certainly fits that bill. You also need some momentum. And sometimes people don't have a look at how well these teams have finished the regular season. You know, Tennessee needed a brilliant effort over the final few weeks to even get in the playoffs. Um, And they have got some significant wins in the regular season that you can look back on as well, one of which that we'll talk about a little bit later on. So they, sh- they shouldn't be the big shock that they are. I just think it's because we haven't seen them in this kind of situation for a long, long time since the days when Jeff Fisher was actually a decent NFL coach and Steve McNair and, and, and Eddie George were the two big players. I'm really pleased for them. We'll talk about it later, but I really think they're going to give the Kansas City Chiefs a good game as well this week. But I mean, just this playoff run in general. I mean, you know, again... I don't want to blow our own trumpet, but here we go. I think we all saw this, didn't we? The regular season has been so good in exceptional teams this year that we all kind of realised that when they started going head-to-head in a winner-takes-all situation, which is what the NFL playoffs is, this was going to be something special. And I don't think any game at all has really let us down so far. I mean, the only one that's been a bit dull was the 49ers beating the Vikings because the Niners were so dominant. But all the rest of them have had twists and turns, dramatic endings, big plays, big performances. And it's only going to get better. It's been absolutely fantastic. Oh, Darren, that Houston Texans game oh. against the Kansas City Chiefs, Kansas City Chiefs, they're not yeah. shitty. They well, are they, phenomenal. Hey, they were, they were. They were a 24 nil down. They were the Kansas City yeah, Chiefs. Yeah, I was just right. going to say, the Kansas City Chiefs were the Kansas City Chiefs 24 nil down. However, what, what I was really, really impressed with was the fact that you've got a head coach who's got a reputation of not doing very well in the playoffs. He's the head yeah. coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. He can't take a team to the Super Bowl. Well, he's, it's his big opportunity. And I think everyone stepped up when they went, like, what was it, 24 nil? Yeah. 24 points down? Bill O'Brien, I think, sat down and relaxed a little bit. However, we'll talk about them in a moment. Ooh. Patrick Mahomes' demeanour on the sidelines when they were 24 points behind 
was something special. And I think for those players that stepped up, like Travis Kelsey had the game of his life. The game of his life. And I think it's proven to the NFL that once Patrick Mahomes' back is against the wall, he's got the capability and the maturity of a quarterback who's been in the league a very, very long time to step up, to garner some kind of response from his offensive line, his wide receivers and his running backs, and say, listen, guys, put this one on me, but trust me. I thought they were absolutely exceptional when they played the, uh, uh, the Texans. They were unbelievable, Darren. Yeah, I, I agree. And I mean, I, I went on record early this season on this podcast. In my opinion, Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the NFL. And I know that Lamar Jackson's going to win the MVP award this season, but there's a reason for that. You know, Mahomes has been injured. And I think it's only now he's actually strong enough with the, with the leg problem that he's got to be Patrick Mahomes. And I, I've got to be honest with you as well. I don't think anybody was too surprised when they came back. I think we all kind of stood there and thought, all right, we've seen this. Even, even the, you know, the, the commentators on the night, even though it was an exceptional comeback, it wasn't something that was unbelievable because you look at Kelsey and you look at um, Tyreek Hill and you know what Mahomes is capable of. And if there's any offense in the NFL that's able to put together scoring drive after scoring drive, it's Mahomes and the Chiefs with the, with the brain power of, of Andy Reid. And let's not forget Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator in all of this, who amazingly, again, has been avoided by all the teams looking for a head coach. And he just does wonders um, for Andy Reid week after week after week. He did a pretty good job at previous stops as well. But they were fantastic. I think it was seven successive um, touchdown drives, wasn't it, that, that Kansas City put on. By any yeah, stretch of the imagination, but, that's remarkable. But not only that, you know, we, we've seen live games. We, we've been observers of the NFL, like you say, for a long time. But I've never seen an offense get on the field and in three players be in the end zone. No. We've not seen that for a very, very long time. Time after time, Vern. Every drive was like that, wasn't every it? Every series. They never had every long series. drives, did they? Yeah, mad, mad. But, but I think, I think that the, the Titans will have to step up and say, OK, what did the Texans do in the first 20 to 30 minutes that just made them undefendable? Because Kansas City, I, I don't know. It was like, right, fellas, let's give these a start because we know we're going to batter them. But let's, because we're on national television, let's just give them a chance, shall we? Well, if you think about it, there, there, was, there was a broken coverage for a long touchdown. There was a block punt as well. Um, yeah. But there were well, some those, really... Those are the players that make a massive difference when you're in the playoffs. You know, yeah. you need that look on special teams. You need that kind of, you need that gutsy call that's going to come off. You know, you need the deep ball threat that's going to pay off. But I thought, I, where this was, I thought where this was different was when they go against you, block, punt, long pass, that kind of thing, the momentum has swung so far one way that it's really hard to come back. I can't yeah. recall too many teams being the victim of those type of touchdown plays and then being able to dig deep and come back again. I've been thinking this week, you know, if you were kind of building Patrick Mahomes, you know, what quarterbacks would you use? And I kind of look at him and I think that He's got the cool of Joe Montana. I've never seen the guy break sweat. He's got the mobility of an Aaron Rodgers, a younger Aaron Rodgers. He's not an out-and-out runner, but he's mobile enough and he can, he can rip off chunk plays when you need it. He's got the arm of John Elway. I mean, he can throw any kind of pass at any kind of velocity. He just seems to, to, to be a combination of a variety of great players that we've seen down the years. 
And you think about it as well. He's, he's from a, a family where his father played in played Major League Baseball. So mm. he's from a family where his dad was a professional athlete at the very highest level in his chosen profession. And that must be where he gets the demeanor from. It's almost like Patrick Mahomes was built for this kind of situation, that when the lights shine brightest, he's happiest. And I think we're going to see situations like this with him for at least the next decade. You know, people are saying, what's going to happen when Tom Brady goes? Peyton Manning's retired. Here's the heir apparent. You know, this is going to be Patrick Mahomes' league for a long, long time, unless an injury occurs that, that stops that. But in terms of ability, attitude, everything that you want in an NFL quarterback, he's got it all in one package. I think this playoff run, we've seen some exceptional quarterbacks who uh, are all top candidates to take that medal, to take the mantle off Tom Brady as the quarterback to watch. I think that's what's been so special is that in the NFL's 100th season, it's been a real turning point for the game and a real turning point for this generation to see these quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson, like Patrick Mahomes, all step up, set, all step up and, and take the weight of the league on their shoulders. There's one, there's one other quarterback that I'm going to add to that equation, Darren, and I mentioned yeah. it at the start. Patrick Mahomes on the sideline, really, really rousing his team, really saying, listen, guys, we're not out of it. We've got no. the capability to score. Brett Favre. Yeah, well, you know, you know, you know, when we stick these kind of names in, though, I mean, this is rarefied air for anybody. And bear in mind, this is his third year in the league, his second year as a starter. Uh, it's it's phenomenal, really. And when you mention all those quarterbacks, I agree with you. I think we're about to go into a golden age of quarterbacks because I think we're going to have um, a significant number now who are all potential franchise quarterbacks. Three more are going to come out in the draft. Two are from Alabama, Joe Burrow from LSU, Justin Herbert from Oregon. You know, they're going to join the others. Carson Wentz, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. Go through them. But I just think of all of them, the one that looks like he can separate himself from the pack, the one who just might be the best of all of them. And we might be talking about an all-time great in the NFL by the time he's finished. Might just be the young fella in Kansas City, because I think he's special. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And, and, and nothing against the Titans, well, do you know what, Darren? Like, let me ask you this then, and, and it's early in, in the podcast, I know, and we, we don't really do predictions within the first 10, 15 minutes. But we've got the Kansas City Chiefs, we've got Patrick Mahomes, and we've just explained why they're so good. And then we've got the Tennessee Titans, who we explained why they were so good last week, with Ryan Tannehill under centre, mm. the best running back in the league, Derek Henry, behind him. Putting these two together, is it going to be a blowout on Kansas City's side. I don't or think Tennessee, so. Or do, let, well, I want you to answer the question. Do Tennessee have the defensive capability to reduce Kansas City's points total? Because we know they're going to run the game and they're going to run the clock down. So Kansas City will have to play the game exactly like they played it in the second two-thirds of the game last week. They're going to have to play fast, they're going to have to play quick, and every yeah. time they've got to score. Because they know that Derrick Henry's going to run the ball. Look, if you take the Tennessee defence, you know, they drafted a, a guy this year called Jeffrey Simmons, who's got better as the season's gone on. He wasn't healthy. And anyone start... called Jeffrey deserves yeah. to be a success. He, he had one or two issues off the field in college, which dropped him in the draft. But there's no doubt about his, his ability to play the game. So they got a bit of a steal in the draft in that regard. And it took him a few weeks to get healthy, but he's in there now. Jarrell Casey's very athletic on, the, on the, the defensive line. They've got fast linebackers. You talk about the speed. Whether they can guard Travis Kelsey down the field, I don't know, because I don't think anybody can in the NFL. And nobody matches Tyreek Hill for speed. So you've got to 
two potential mismatches straight away. But they've got a decent safety in Kenny Vaccaro. So they've got pieces out there that can make it happen. But their best mm. defensive player on Sunday will be Derek Henry. Because the best way to slow down Kansas City is the way to slow down Lamar Jackson. You keep him off the field. You control yeah. the clock. You run the ball. You don't pass it very often. And you, you win the time of possession. And the same situation um, is there for, for Tennessee this week that was there last week. The elements won't be an issue in Kansas City. The grass field won't be a problem in Kansas City. They will be able to run the ball against the Kansas City Chiefs. That is for certain. So it's whether they can do it effectively enough for long enough and score enough points off it to be able to win in the manner that they won against Baltimore. If they play the way they played against Baltimore, they can beat the Kansas City Chiefs. So they are extremely live contenders in the AFC Championship game because everything they do well, again, is everything you must do well to beat Kansas City. And it goes back to, to the mid-80s when I first started watching the game and I saw Bill Parcells put a game plan together to beat the Buffalo Bills. And Buffalo were scoring 30s and 40s and 50s with Jim Kelly and Andre Reid and Thurman Thomas and nobody could stop them. Uh, Bill Parcells turned around to Otis Anderson, as he was at the time. He had <laughs> Jeff Hostetler as his quarterback. And he said, I'll tell you how we're going to beat these. Bill Belichick's going to play defense and you're going to run the ball. And they kept it close. They kept it tight. They won the game. And if, Kansas, if, if Tennessee can do that this weekend, Vern, they can beat Kansas City. Absolutely they can. I'm so looking forward to it because it's got everything that we like. It's got everything that it's going to be a fantastic advertisement for the NFL. We've yeah. got the great running game of the Tennessee Titans. We've got the awesome passing game of Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and everyone. I mean, all the wide receivers have stepped up in this playoff run for the Kansas City Chiefs. And so, therefore, it's got to be a great defensive game, which, as you know, and the Fumbleites know, I'm a huge, huge, huge advocate of great defence. And I think... I can't wait for that one. No, let me ask you this, Darren. Just let, let me just chuck this in as well while we're talking about the game. Let, let's not sleep on the fact that Tennessee beat Kansas City 35-32 in November. It was the comeback game for Patrick Mahomes after he'd been out injured. Yep. But they've got the confidence and they've got the experience of, of conceding 32 points to the Chiefs, but being able to score 35 to beat them. Yeah. So... They go in there knowing that they can do it simply because they've done it. And that I don't think they will go into Arrowhead this weekend with an underdog's mentality. I think they'll but go they in there believing they can win. They won't be worried, will they? No. They won't be worried because they've, they've been there and done it. No, I, I've, got, I've, got some, I've got some numbers that I'm quite happy to drop. Instead of doing them in a section, I've got some <laughs> numbers I can, I can quite happily drop in. I think your, your numbers have become legendary now, uh, Darren, after what uh, Richard Graves said on Twitter about the yes. fantastic stat about, yeah. was it fumbled kickoffs? It was. It didn't work, though, did it? Because they went out, Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, but didn't still work. it was a beauty. But, but let me give you this. The Tennessee Titans are the third team in NFL playoff history to beat the highest. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Scoring defense and then the highest scoring offense in successive playoff weeks. The other two were the 2004 New England Patriots and the 1988 San Francisco 49ers. So they are already in rarefied air in terms of their achievements by beating the highest scoring defense in the league in New England and the highest scoring offense in the league in Baltimore. So really, if you think about it, Kansas City shouldn't pose that much of a problem because they've been there and beaten two powerhouses on either side of the ball already in the playoffs. More great numbers. From I'm, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you two more with regards oh, to to Tennessee at this stage, right? And th- th- these, this is kind of about the offensive output that we see from this team. And we've talked about Tennessee. And Ryan Tannehill has been given a lot of praise this season. I think they gave up fourth and seventh round picks to get him from the Miami Dolphins. And what they've managed to do is just allow him to do what's necessary. So Ryan Tannehill has averaged 80 yards passing in the two Titans playoff wins. So this has not been down to the quarterback. He's hardly throwing the ball. This is down to Derrick Henry. And what I will tell you, the numbers tell you this. In 16 games this season, Derrick Henry's run for 1,073 yards after halftime. After oh, halftime. Oh, my goodness. So what the big guy does... Wait, 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 he, wait, wait, Darren. Just, just yeah. as always, when you bring out the numbers, we, we, we need to sit back and take them in. So just yeah. tell us that one again, because that's really, really important considering right. how Kansas City stepped it up last So in, in 16 games this season, Derek Henry has won, run for 1,073 yards after half-time. So wow. basically what it means is that they pound the big guy into the line and you can deal with it, deal with it, deal with it, deal with it. And then as the game get, gets goes on and on and on and you get tired, the physicality of the, the offensive line of Tennessee and the physicality of Derrick Henry start to become a factor. So if they can keep it close into the third quarter and the fourth quarter, you would expect the Titans offensive line and Derrick Henry at that point to take over. That is absolutely brilliant, Darren. Absolutely awesome. Yeah. World class. Yeah. Hey, and speaking yeah. of world class, Darren, this week at the beginning of the week, I was in Abu Dhabi. Hosting another hero challenge, which is basically you were with with the yeah, great Brooks Kepka, I noticed. Yeah, it was the nearest yes. pin, nearest the pin competition that we do at various uh, major Rolex events uh, in Europe, and Brooks Kepka turned up. And I've got to say, we did laugh off camera about the fact that he'd put on a few pounds, but Darren, he's absolutely massive. Like, <laughs> massive. Is he? Is he? Yeah, he's huge. He could play middle linebacker. He could play. Offensive guard, he's that big. Honestly, he? he's an absolute unit. I'm six foot four, and we were eye to eye. I stood next to him. I put the selfie up on my Twitter page. Just look how broad he is. I mean, I know I'm slim, but he made me look like one leg of a giraffe. Wow, he's wow. massive. 
Absolutely wow. massive. So Hell of I've a golfer, to... by the way, as well. World Hell of a golfer. Is he at the yeah. World number one, is he? I mean, as, as we're recording this in Abu Dhabi, he's just shot a 66 and he's not played golf for 89 days. Oh, I saw and that. He said, is this the first week he's actually walked around at 18 holes of a golf course for Lord knows how long? Yeah, that's right. And he was saying that over Christmas and New Year, he just he put the golf clubs down, didn't even pick them up uh, during wow. Christmas and New Year. And then he comes out, hits a 66, and everyone's talking about this is why this guy's world number one. Absolute wow. awesome. And I'll tell you, going back to the NFL, one thing that these guys have in common is complete and utter, and sometimes people say it's selfish, but an individual focus that just throws blinkers to the world. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes, especially for golfers, it makes them, it makes them seem unapproachable or isolated. But to be the best of the very, very best, I think you've got to have that attitude. And we look at the players in the NFL like Tom Brady. Tom Brady's synonymous with winning. Look at Ray Lewis. All he does is commit himself. He committed himself to the game. All the greats have got all that one thing in common, and that is complete and utter self-focus on maintaining the goal of winning and success. And it blew yeah. my mind. So I left Abu Dhabi, and as I'm speaking to you now, Darren... Yeah, where are you now? I'm looking at the centre, the city centre of Santiago in Chile. Oh, it's Chile, it's yeah. Round it's round three of the ABB FIA Formula E World yeah. Championship. Oh, and we've got some, we've got, well, that's brilliant. We've got someone in common then, because you're in Chile and I am Chile. That's great. <laughs> in fact, I'm bloody freezing, but there you go. You're just well, chilling. I'm bloody freezing. We landed here and it was already, we landed <laughs> at half past eight. This morning, as we speak, and uh, it was already 75 degrees and the temperature at three o'clock is going to be 96. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Hey, let me just say, before we move on to these other games, I've just got to have a quick line on the Houston Texans. And, and I've got to say that in all my years of watching the NFL, I can't remember too many poorer coaching jobs than Bill O'Brien did in that game. I, I don't really yeah, know how, how, you blow, how do you blow it. How do you, how, do you, how do you concede 51 unanswered points from 24-0? without losing half your well, team let, to injury. I mean, it's crazy. Let me guide you along in this, Darren, because you're the man with the facts and the stats, and you know you know the ins and outs of, of the NFL, and, and fans love that when you when you come out with some numbers. Do, do you think Bill O'Brien, I mentioned it earlier on, became complacent? Or do you think him and his team, because obviously, at the end of the day, it all sits on the shoulders of the head coach, but let's not forget, NFL have co held coaches, have numerous coaches to help them on the offence, on the defence, and the special teams, etc., etc. Do you think they just bottled it? Or do you think, no. a lot of people were saying it after the game, that he's not the right man for the job? He can't cope under a stressful situation. I think he outthought himself. If you think there were two, two special teams decisions that he took at a time when Houston were completely dominating the, the scoreboard, he decided to, to kick a field goal on kind of fourth and a foot. Had no faith in... Sean Watson or Carlos Hyde to get him a foot. So he kicked a field goal to make it 24-0. And then the next time they get the ball, he decides to go for a fake punt when he had further to go. And you're thinking, well, surely it's the other way around. Surely you go for it on fourth and a foot and try and get a touchdown on the drive. And then you punt it away. It just mm. seemed bizarre. And I mean, I think they've given him a tremendous amount of power, bearing in mind he's the general manager and the head coach in Houston. This, this year, the Houston Texans are paying Jadavian Clowney $7 million to, pay, to play for the Seattle Seahawks. I don't know how you manage that when you're a GM. He traded the farm to get a, a left tackle in Laramie Tunsil when, you know, there are clearly situations on that defence that we've all seen now that, that need sorting out. And I just look at him and think that 
He's okay, but is he ever going to win more than nine or ten games in a division that's usually bang average? I just think Bill O'Brien, the coach, is holding back the Houston Texans. I think that's... And I feel for Deshaun Watson because he needs a coach that's better than him. You know, they've got, they've got a, a maybe a generational quarterback in Deshaun Watson. And I just don't feel they're ever going to get the maximum out of him and that situation while Bill O'Brien's the head coach. Yeah, I, I felt sorry for them because when you take that kind of lead, you just, you, you start, it's, it's a natural human hin- instinct. You just start looking ahead. You start looking towards the semifinals. You start thinking, do you know what, guys? We've got a chance of going to the Super Bowl here. Yeah, and, and the I, thought him, you know. I, I, I thought they would have fired him, you know. I thought they would have fired him. I thought I'd wake up on Monday or Tuesday and he would have been fired. And, and people say, well, you can't fire him because he's just won the division and he's won a playoff game. Listen, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had Tony Dungy as the head coach for a long, long time. And he couldn't win the Super Bowl for them. And he won 10 games every year, 11 games every year, 12 games every year. Had a roster that included Warren Sapp and people like that. Couldn't win mm. the Super Bowl. So they got rid mm. of Tony and they put John Gruden in and they won the Super Bowl under Gruden. Because they just needed somebody different. And then Dungey went and did his own thing and went on to win a Super Bowl himself. You can change a head coach, even if you're a winning team, if the head coach is the wrong fit. And I just look at Houston. Every year, when their season finishes, I think the same. Lots of talent. Why on earth did they only win that amount of games? I just can't work it out. And it, it comes down to the same thing year after year. Strange coaching decisions. Not being able to maximise a glorious... Op- You're never going to be 24 nothing up in a division round playoff game on the road again with all that oh. momentum. You're never going to oh. happen again. You've blown oh. it. You've blown oh. it. Blown it. It pains me, it pains me even thinking about it. Oh. However, however, when the Chiefs turned it around, I did take a look at my uh, the bets that I placed at the beginning of the season. And, uh, yes, I you did. did. Yes, They were my Super yeah. Bowl pick I- on, the, on the early fumble. I had them against Philadelphia, so I'm down to one, but I am still... Alive and kicking. You were Baltimore, yeah, well, Chicago, gonna... weren't you? Yeah, and, yeah. and uh, I did have Seattle, but that came to a no. I mean, when we did the when we did well. the when we did the picks when we did our picks. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was I was yeah. Kansas City, Philly, and you were Chicago, Baltimore. I thought going into the playoffs, you were the favourite the way Baltimore were playing. Yeah, well, let, let's have, let's have a couple of minutes on that, Darren, mm. because we were all talking up Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens' offense. They 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 scored numerous points. But then they just came to a grinding halt. Basically, Tennessee didn't allow them to have any time on the field. A little bit disappointed I, yeah. for the Ravens, but I think they're a team for the future as well. I think, though, that, that we've, we've seen this story before, haven't we? We saw this story in the playoffs last year. I thought the defeat that they suffered against San Diego last year, or were the LA then, I can't remember, I've lost track. Whichever they were, they were the Chargers. In the playoffs mm-hmm. last year, it was very similar to what we saw this time, that the defensive coordinator had put a game plan together that was able to negate, to a large extent, Lamar Jackson. And I know that he's got gaudy numbers. I know he put up 350 yards and did whatever he did. But they were able to make key plays at key times. So when they needed to stop a drive, they were able to do it. When they needed a turnover, they were able to do it. I think a big problem for Baltimore in the game at the weekend was the fact that Mark Ingram wasn't completely healthy. So their key running back in all of this was banged up, which was a problem, which made it slightly easier for Tennessee to slow them down. I think the, que- the question remains. We know that Lamar Jackson is a, is a fantastic talent, very, very athletic, the best athlete probably in the NFL. But he's had two playoff games now and he's lost both of them. And he's lost both of them when he's been a heavy favourite in both of them. And I think what he needs to do now to go to the next level as a quarterback in the NFL 
is prove that he can win in the playoffs because it's a different game. We've seen lots of great quarterbacks down the years, Vern, that were fantastic regular season. Dan Marino being the prime example, and for a long time, John Elway. And when they got yeah. to the playoffs, that's where they started to struggle. And Peyton Manning was another one. Brilliant in yeah. the regular season, but he was regularly outplayed by Brady come playoff time. So yeah. we've, we've, got, we've got to be convinced, I think, by Lamar Jackson that he can get the job done come playoff time. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, let, let's flip the switch. Let's go over to uh, the NFC. We've got the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Green Bay Packers. Someone uh, on this podcast said that Aaron Rodgers had a bound in his stride yes. that gave the person that said it confidence to say that Green Bay may have a long, long playoff run. One, The other person disagreed because they yes. said that uh, they didn't think that the Green Bay Packers had what it takes. Are you surprised at their playoff performance, Darren, the Green Bay Packers, um, being a former Packer fan? <laughs> yeah, well, I was. I, 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 was, I was surprised by the way the game ended because I thought when Russell Wilson had the ball with five minutes to go, he was going to drive down the field and get a touchdown and put the Seahawks ahead. That's I was surprised... Yes, I was surprised at that stage that the Green Bay defence made the stop. I was equally surprised that Pete Carroll didn't go for it on fourth down. Because I think the general consensus was that if they gave Rodgers the ball back at that stage, they weren't going to see it again. I think Seattle paid the price for losing Chris Carson and Rashad Penny. It was a nice romantic story that Marshall Lynch was going to come back. And in short yardage yeah. goal line situations, he was OK. But he just simply couldn't get enough yards. He could never break a tackle, had no speed. He was bottled up easily by the Packers' defence, and it made Seattle very one-dimensional. But I thought Rodgers was really impressive, and his link-up with Devontae Adams was, was unstoppable, wasn't it? So yeah, they, they, they were good. They, they were good. I, I just think, though, Vern, you know when you look at all the teams left in the playoffs, the most complete team yeah. on both sides of the ball are the San Francisco 49ers, aren't they? So yeah, I, totally I think they've got it. their work totally. cut out this week. I really do. And they got blown out, didn't they? Week 11, 37-8 in San Francisco when the Niners played the Packers. It's going to be a tall order for Rodgers to win there. But who knows? Who knows? I mean, if anybody can catch lightning in a bottle for, for four quarters, it's Rodgers. We've seen him do it before. Uh, let's have your prediction then, Darren. We've got the 49ers. We've got Green Bay Packers. It, it, it's at San Francisco. Uh, we've been there for Super Bowl 50, one of the most impressive stadiums in the NFL. It's a bit weird that one side of it, one main sideline section, is just all corporate boxes. Yeah. It's a phenomenal facility. You get your own private Wi-Fi code when you sit down. You don't... You don't move to eat or drink because they bring it all to you. All you do is you leave your seat to pee. I've no doubt that soon an NFL stadium will, will come up with some kind of, I don't know, mechanical facility that will enable you to take a leak whilst you sat down at your seat. The entertainment and the... What an awful thought. What a terrible thought. Yeah, but it's true, though. It's going to happen. It is going to yeah. happen because the, the facilities in NFL stadiums, as we've seen at Tottenham, are, are just outrageous. They're absolutely outrageous. And it, it, that was a good Super Bowl, the, the Panthers and... Uh, the Broncos, not for the game, but the fact that we got to see all the living remaining MVPs of past Super Bowls. And that was pretty special. Uh, really enjoyed that. But anyway, anyway, it's the 49ers, it's the Green Bay Packers. What's going to happen, Darren? Have you got any numbers on this one? I have. I've got one. I'll give you in a second. Just on the, um, just on the, the, the stadium itself, it's what, if, if people haven't been, when you stand outside and look at it, two things strike you because it's a gigantic stadium. But they've, they've, they've cut below floor, below ground level, haven't they? So from the outside, yeah, it looks relatively like small. Yeah, it yeah. looks relatively small. You think, well, how do you That's get like everybody Kansas in there? City's exactly the same. Yeah, but one side of it looks like student accommodation. That's right. So That's they're right. all multicoloured flats, it looks like, on one side. 
But yeah. they're those boxes that you're talking about, aren't they? <laughs> they're the boxes. But it looks like That's a great, way to, a great thinking, way to describe it. I was thinking, bloody hell, this is where all the students are as well, look. But it wasn't. It was actually the corporate boxes in the stadium. Uh, this is a nice little number. I like things like this. Jimmy Garoppolo, starting quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers. You'll like this, Vern. Still has more Super Bowl rings than playoff starts. I'm, 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 I'm dumbfounded. He does. Yeah, he's got two Super Bowl rings and he's made one playoff start. So he's still actually got more rings than he's got starts in the you, playoffs. You really have to think about that one. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. That is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Let me just give you this as well before I give you the prediction on the game because I should have done this when we spoke about Baltimore a few minutes ago. I was astonished when I saw this because the NFL is moving towards points, 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 points isn't it? And it's hard yeah. to be a defensive player these days because it's difficult to tackle without being penalised and they want to make the game safer, which we understand. But it's hard to find a good defensive team anymore. But let me give you this, and this emphasises once again, for people who are maybe new to the game, that you cannot really assess the playoffs by what happens in the regular season. Because when we get to the playoffs, the game becomes different, doesn't it, Vern? It just mm. does, doesn't it? It's a yeah. different game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah. I noticed today that of the top 13 scoring offences all time in the NFL over a full season on a points-per-game basis. So I think Baltimore led the league this season at something like 32.3 points per game. Yeah. So the top 13 scoring offences all time in the NFL over a season on a points-per-game basis. None of them went on to win the Super Bowl. God, that's outrageous. Yeah. I wonder if that's because defensive coordinators sussed out what the big deal was and why they were scoring so many points. I presume so, yeah. And, and maybe climactic conditions. You know, if you're a yeah. if you're a run-and-gun offence and you're charging around all over the place and all of a sudden you've got to go and play Pittsburgh on the grass, you've got no yeah. chance. But, no. but you're OK when the sun's shining in August and September, October. Conditions change, huh? This was the point I made last week, that, you know, when you go to Baltimore, if Kansas City have to go to Baltimore, that has a big impact on what Travis Kelsey can do, on what mm. Tyreek Hill can do. But Tennessee don't care because they play on a soggy field every week with Derrick Henry. So yeah. I kind of look at that and think there are, it's, it's, not, it's, it's a very exciting league, but you've got to be able to play a different way when you get to January. Otherwise, you're going to come a cropper. Yeah, I think but the it, noise in Kansas City will have a massive impact for, on the Titans because that place is, I think it's the loudest stadium in the NFL because we talked about it earlier on, like San Francisco, it's in a bowl, it, it's dug into the ground and uh, the noise there, it's just outrageous, absolutely yeah. outrageous. And, really I'll, is. and I'll tell you this as well, just to finish off the Kansas City thing, they're the first team in playoff history to trail by 20 points in a game and then win by at least 20. So we've never seen that. What we saw last week, we've never seen before. So it no, was a, it was a, complete, it was complete a turnaround. Look, I think this week, just, just going back to the NFC Championship game, I think that the Niners win by at least two touchdowns. I just don't think that the Packers can live with them. I think that they're a complete team. I don't know quite how Green Bay are going to slow down George Kittle. I think that's the key. And I think if you start to double team him, you've got to deal with Debo Samuel, Emmanuel Sanders. They've got three running backs who can carry it. Three running backs, by the way, have all been the featured back at some stage during the season. You know, Tevin Coleman, Matt Breeder. Now it's Raheem yep. Mostert who's carrying the ball more than anybody else. 
Yeah. Garoppolo's got ice in his veins. The offensive line now is healthier than it's been all year because they've got Joe Staley firing on all cylinders. So I think yeah. offensively, San Francisco is superb. And, and defensively, we've, we've seen it all year. The front seven for San Francisco is, is elite. And I, I, just, I just think they're a better football team than Green Bay at this stage. So I, I think yeah, they've they got at least they two are. touchdowns. Yeah. They are. But, you know, you mentioned Jimmy Garoppolo having ice in his veins. Good grief. Aaron Rodgers is literally a walking snowman. He's so cold. He's unbelievable. I think yeah. I think he's the key to Green Bay's success, obviously. I know it's an obvious statement, but I think he is the man that holds the keys to the safe that unlocks the Lombardi trophy. And do you know what I'm going to do, Vern? Do you know what I'm going to do? Go on, buddy. I'm going to stick my neck on the block and I'm going to say Tennessee beats Kansas City. All right. I like it. That's one to pump out there. And I'm not going to disagree with you, Darren, after last week because... Um, Everything came to fruition. And I think if that is possible, if Derek Henry and the boys and Ryan Tannehill can get a victory against the Kansas City Chiefs and go to the Super Bowl, and if they win the Super Bowl, it will probably be one of the most iconic playoff runs that we have ever seen. Yeah. You know, you know really one of the, will be. Do you know one thing I'm factoring in as well? And, 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 and sorry to interrupt, I feel so much joy for Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. If he is as successful as we think he's going to be, because that tossed out of Miami like nobody's business. He, he came along, and as soon as he started playing regularly for Tennessee, they started getting the victories. It's as simple as that. And Marcus Mariota is going to get a Super Bowl ring. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. But if he does, then God bless him. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've just got... I, I, I know, as well, you, you mentioned it at the, at the start of the podcast, and it's something that's in my mind as well. Andy Reid has been in this situation a lot. Yeah. In championship games, whether he's been the Eagles head coach or the Chiefs head coach, he finds it hard to get past this game. And he's playing a team this weekend that, that he's so confident and has no fear. And I just look at it and think that, I just think that Tennessee have got the momentum that's going to take them through. I really do. I, I just think Tennessee go into Kansas and win. And, and I think I think they play San Francisco in the Super Bowl. And, and I mean, I, I don't even know what price you could have got on Tennessee before a pass was thrown. 50 to 1, maybe? I, oh, I, I think just it would be more than that. I don't know how It'd you stop them. Vern, I don't know how you stop them. I, I don't, the problem I've got, we all, we, whenever we look at Kansas City, we look at what Mahomes can do. And I get that. Mahomes will score points. But when I look at this, I find it hard to make a case for Kansas City's defence stopping Derrick Henry. I don't, I don't know how they do it. If New England can't well, do Darren, it, Baltimore can't do it, Kansas Darren, City can't do it. I think you kind of shone some light on the solution to that earlier on in the podcast. You mentioned Ryan Tannehill's statistics passing. Just read me that one again. I know you probably have it yeah. on a notebook somewhere. Yeah, so he, I think he's, he's, only, only, he's only averaged 80 yards passing per game in the two Titans playoff wins. All right, so 80 yards per passing in the yeah. Titans two playoff games. So that yeah. means Ryan Tannehill is not going to throw the football. It's going to be Derek Henry inside and outside. So therefore, yes. as a defensive coordinator, you would do what they call fill the box. You bring everyone forward. You may play man coverage with a single high safety and just load the box because all you've got to do is stop Derek Henry because you know statistically that Ryan Tannehill is not going to pass the ball. He's got a couple of good receivers, but if you're filling the box and you're blitzing the odd linebacker or uh, bringing in a safety or even a corner, if you're that confident, then Ryan Tannehill under pressure is not exactly Aaron Rodgers. He's not going to be Russell Wilson. And he's definitely not going to be Lamar Jackson. So you've got a chance there. 
All you've got to do is stop Derek Henry. Ta-da! <laughs> yeah, but 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 you Good you luck, kind of work that out. You you, you kind of work that out. I mean, I, I I mean they kind of went into it, didn't they? Thinking, well, that's what we'll try and do, mm. and you just can't do it. It's just it's just virtually impossible. We saw it at the weekend, Darren, between Kansas City and the Texans. That if you rush um, linebackers, safeties, and put the quarterback under pressure, you're just going to stop them because. Uh, both the quarterbacks struggled with the blitz, Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Once they were under pressure, they both struggled, in particular, Deshaun Watson. So, Ryan Tannehill isn't one of those quarterbacks that I've just mentioned. So, we will see what happens. I, I, I'm really, really intrigued as to what defensive package uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to bring against the Titans. Can, can you see any way that they... I mean, they, let's, not, let's not beat about the bush here. I mean, he's a giant of a man, Derek Henry. And by the way, Huge. give him some kudos for this. He's the first player in the history of the league, by the way, and it's 100 years old this year, to have 180 yards or more in three successive games. Yeah. <laughs> the two playoff games and the regular season finale, he's got over 180 yards in all three games. Which explains for itself the game plan of the right. Titans. Now, now this, this Tennessee offensive line has two first-round picks on it in Conklin and Luang. Mm-hmm. They're big. They're big. Road grader types, run blockers thrive on it. When you look at the Kansas City defence, it's been better in the last six or seven weeks, but it's not been a top 10 defence in the last six or seven weeks, and you can push it around. Now, if they start pushing the defence around and they can't get off the field, I just don't know what they would do at that stage. I, I, I just cannot make a legitimate case, even though they know he's coming, off tackle left, off tackle right, up the middle, I can't make a, a case legitimately for Kansas City being able to stop Derrick Henry. I just can't. Yeah. I, d- I don't know how they do it. I don't think they've got the personnel to stop Derrick Henry. And then, therefore, if that happens, and re- we're repeating ourselves now, we're going to see Kansas City in a shootout. Same again. Well, three, you three are. If they, the if they can get him on the field. If they can get him on the field. If exactly. all, yeah, this is the problem. Let, let me change the subject quick, quickly, and, and I really am changing the subject. Uh, I'm in this hotel in, in central Santiago in Chile, right? And opposite me, I'm looking at it right now, there's a restaurant called Tony Romo's. Is that the Tony Romo? Does well, Tony I, I, Romo, former quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, have a restaurant chain? Global restaurant chain. I, I, not, that, not, not, not that I know of. Because I, uh, I think you should go over and ask. I think I, I will. I'll, I'll nip over there for dinner later on after we, we, we've done some recording with the with the drivers of Formula E. But I'm sat opposite Tony Romo's. I've just noticed it, and I'm like, oh wow, okay. And it's amazing when you when you go to these cities, you, you'll notice it, Darren, when you do the Champions League, how how much globalization there is in the world. Like I'm looking at an H and M, I'm looking at a McDonald's, I'm looking at a massive Pepsi Cola sign, but yet I'm in South America. <laughs> It's crazy. It's it never crazy. ceases to amend. Yeah. Everyone stinks. It's mad. I know. Let me give you this one. The last to be numbers today. Um, Go on then. Last weekend in the divisional round of the playoffs was the first time since 2002 that the final eight didn't include at least one of Peyton Manning, Tom Brady or Ben Roethlisberger. I first time in 18 thing. years. I think that's a good thing. I think the game is moving on. I think that generation has passed. I think it's that time when Elway retired, Montana ret- retired, 
Bernie Kozar, who was ever present in the playoffs with the Browns, he retired. He left the game. You know, those iconic players of the late 80s, early 90s, when that finished, it was kind of like, oh, man, who's going to step up now? But I think there's so much talent around in the league that we do have global, we do have stars who can take uh, the NFL into the future. And I think it's a really, really good, positive, energetic period of time for the NFL. Tell you what, you've just made Bernie Kozar a happy man by sticking him on that list. Yeah, but I, for me personally, Bernie Kozar was always in the playoffs. He was always in the playoffs. <laughs> I love you. I love you. You they, they featured heavily on, on the Channel 4's coverage with Mick Lock first and, and, uh, and Gary, what's his name? Gary. Yeah, uh, Gary Blue. Was it Blue? Imlach. No, Gary Imlack. There you go. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you just stuck him on a list of immortals. Bernie Kozar. I know. I, know. I, know. I, like, I like Bernie Kozar because he had the worst oh. throwing action I think we've ever seen the old sidearm fling. Yeah, he did. Well, Ernest Biner and Kevin Mack were the two running backs, weren't they? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware. We're going to be out in Miami, aren't we? So Yeah, we are. Th- th- last year, you kind of put the trip together. And this year, you've left me to do it. So it's you're, not, you're not arriving until late. So I've sorted the, uh, the accommodation out via yep. booking.com. So they, they've no. come up trumped. So... Um, most of the most of the people are staying out by the airport, Vern. But I, right. I didn't think I didn't think that's the way we rolled. So I've managed to find a, a hotel on Miami Beach. <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. So so the uh, so the, the media center and where it all is is at the convention center, which is on Miami Beach. So I've managed to get a, a hotel that's about half a mile from the convention center, but on Miami Beach. Oh, um, you legend. I am it, packing my mankini as we speak. Yeah, it's quite pricey, the place, but it's not as expensive as it would have been had we gone to a media hotel because you've got to book for six nights. So yeah. with this one, we could book for the three that we need. So we're, we, we're nice there. And oh, if, if people are sat there now thinking, oh, shall I do a last-minute trip to Miami? There are rooms still available. And even if, if you can't get a ticket for the game, there's a lot to do around it. Go and enjoy it. You know, and even if you end up watching the, the game in a bar nearby, it's worth it because yeah. it, it's such an occasion. It, the game is only a fraction, isn't it, of the whole experience, really? So yeah, much to do. We've mentioned it so many times, Darren, that the NFL has got to be one of the biggest and best sporting events in the world. And I mean yeah. events because it's not just the game that kicks off late Sunday no. afternoon. It's about the celebration of the game itself, the celebration of the sport. And when you're in the whole city... Yeah. You see fans. It's a bit like a Wembley game. You see fans from every team. Well, you I think it's a Wembley game times 50, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. 
Super Bowl week starts the Sunday before. It and does. then the parties or the evenings or the gatherings with, with former NFL uh, stars, the alumni of, of various teams. You know, the new Hall of Fame uh, alum will be dotting around, or those that have been nominated, they'll be around Miami as well. And you really get to see everyone, so many music stars. Apparently Drake, Justin Bieber... Uh, and a few other guys are doing a party after the game on Sunday. You've got Gronk having a massive beach party with Floor Rider and Shaquille O'Neal on the Saturday. Uh, I think Lady Gaga's doing something. Remember last year, Darren, we went watching the Foo Fighters. We did, the, yeah, uh, fantastic. Yeah. The night before that, wasn't it? Yeah, the Direct Saturday. TV party. Yeah. So, the, so this year, the Direct TV party is with Lady Gaga. Right, and apparently okay. she's bringing some very special guests, but... Uh, I won't be in time for that because I'm doing a corporate on Saturday night, giving it the old mm. partridge. Uh, but if you do get a chance, Darren's right. If you get a chance, uh, jump on a flight. Check but out also, I, I, I'm going to say on that, you can get cheap flights as well. You know, people people sit there sometimes and, and quite rightly expect everything to go through the roof. And yes, accommodation is expensive if you want to be nearby. But we got cheap yeah. flights, didn't we? Norwegian Airways, you could get return flights from Gatwick to, um, to Miami direct at decent times of the day as well, both going in and coming out, for yeah. 260 quid with bags, can't you? I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Well, you know, this is for I the paid, Super Bowl. I paid 575 return for a business seat. There you go. I couldn't get those because they were on left. So I, I'm, 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 with, I'm with everybody else. On I will Norwegian. try and upgrade. I will try and upgrade when I get there. But mine was 260 quid, Vern. That's with my suitcase. So, yeah, so if, you, if you're kicking about, if you've got nothing to do that, that's return as well. Yeah, go and enjoy week. it. Get on a flight, go and yeah. enjoy it. And go everything is accessible. It. Everything's it is. accessible. Even the NFL experience is brilliant, isn't it? And, and honest, let's be honest, Darren, right? What the, there is, I don't see anything wrong at all with travelling to Miami and watching it in a bar because the atmosphere no. is going to be superb. Uh, absolutely. absolutely. And the minute the game finishes, everybody's out anyway. Yeah. yeah. What, I, what exactly. I would say as well, I'm going to have a slight dilemma when I'm over there again this year. Which, I'm pretty, which, I know what I'm, you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. What, what? Which team's merch do you buy? Well, there is that, but it, I'm, I'm bound to see that 49ers helmet with a play drawn on it again. You've got to buy that. Well, I didn't buy I, I know. I, I didn't buy it last year, did I? No, you've got to buy it. I think that's absolute class. And, it, and, if, and if my missus hadn't given me an ultimatum right. on memorabilia and merchandise... Right. As in, don't buy any more, please, Vern, because we've got we've simply not got enough room. She right. calls it for my garbage and my junk. You can but, squeeze uh, one helmet in, surely. No, Darren, I have, I have a whole <laughs> row of helmets. Uh, <laughs> I've got my 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 Tom Brady helmet that's signed to Pele. Remember that yeah, one? you have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of an odd one, now, but there you go. Yeah, yeah. I've got uh, well, so I've got I've got a few helmets signed by various people who've come to the UK. I've got I've mini got, helmets rather than big ones. Yeah. Well, but I don't I, think it's about the size of your helmet, Darren. It's just who well, signed it. Yeah, well, I'm the only, the only full-size helmet, I've got two full-size helmets in the house. I've got a Dallas Cowboys helmet signed by Emmett Smith and Darren Woodson, oh, which nice. I really like. It was really nice. And I've got a, a Tampa Bay Rays batting helmet, because I like my baseball, and that's mm -hmm. signed by the entire Tampa Bay Rays roster, because they're my team. They're the, they're the only two helmets I've got. Um, but this, if, if people didn't listen to that episode of the podcast last year, we were there, weren't we? And yeah. attached to the NFL experience is the big merchandise store. And then yeah, attached to the big merchandise store is kind of a memorabilia store where 
I think they were auctioning off all Reggie White's gear, weren't they, last year? Yeah, you yeah, could get they a catalogue yeah. and they were in a big auction, all of Reggie's um, equipment, yeah. shoes, helmets, shirts, everything, down to kind of his driving license you could buy. But they yeah. got this this store that sold signed shirts and helmets, and they got a, a gold San Francisco 49ers helmet signed by Dwight Clark and Joe Montana. But they drawn the play for the catch on the side of the helmet as well, haven't they? It's brilliant. It's outstanding. Yeah, I mean it's mad. I mean it's been drawn on there by either Clark or Montana, and and then they signed it, and it's 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 really good. And it, I bottled it last year, didn't I? I went, oh, I can't do it. I bottled it. So I don't know this year. I don't know whether I'll bottle it or not. This year, I, oh, I don't know. Man. It's killing me already. Yeah, it's a, it, it, well, there's loads of stuff like that. They, they look, any, most of it would look brilliant on a shelf, let's be honest, Darren. Hey, yeah, I'm going to bring the tone down. I'm going to bring Go the on. tone down. Right? Again. <laughs> so doing a lot of travelling. Yeah. I uh, downloaded a lot of stuff on Netflix because we finally got uh, fiber optic broadband hardwired into the house. So we can download stuff now at the click of a finger. It's phenomenal. And thank you, British Telecom, for that. I downloaded a three-part series on Netflix about Aaron Hernandez. Uh, oh, did you? The... Yeah, it's on there. It's up there. And it's about the horrific end of his career and, as it turns out, the end of his life. I'm going to watch that. What's it called? Honest, Darren, it's brilliant. Just stay there one second. I'm just going to get it up on my Netflix because I don't want to give you the wrong title. Um, It's really, really interesting. And it goes way back to his childhood and all his problems, which is very well documented uh, for the human race, really, for, for us humans in general. It's all about the parental group and how you're brought up by your parents. It's called Killer Inside, The Mind of Aaron Hernandez. Uh, Highly recommended. It will blow your mind with the stuff that's uh, talked about on there. The court case, his phone calls from from jail as well to his his, his mom, uh, his, his girlfriend and his daughter, his lawyer, his agent. It's all documented. It's all in there. And it turns out he was uh, he was a tortured soul. And I'm not making an excuse for anyone because what he did is absolutely horrific. Like, it's, there's no excuse for it. But it's an intriguing and interesting insight into the mind of Aaron Hernandez. Highly recommended. Three-part series, Netflix, an hour an episode. Really, really good. Really good. I should, be, of- I should be looking at that. I'll have a look at that. Yeah. I might save that for the journey to Miami. Yeah, I would do. It's good, and then and then you need something really uplifting after it, Darren, because it it, it is a bit of a donor. Right. Uh, so maybe maybe download a Disney film after. Well, let me let me let me let me raise it. Let me raise it with a little funny story, totally NFL unrelated. Um, that I've got told this week that really made me chuckle. So, Luca, my son, is in the academy at Forest. Right. One of his one of his mates in there who will remain nameless at this stage. One of his mates in there. His dad said to me, "Oh, I said that." Slight problem this week. I said, what's that? He went, well, he said, I found all kinds of things on his phone. So the lads are only 11. Right. And I said, well, what kind of things? He went, well, he said, uh, quite a lot of porn. <laughs> so I said, I said, really? I said, he said, yeah. He said, I just went onto his phone to see what he was doing. He said, and there was all kinds of stuff on there. So oh, I said, God. well, I said, well, what, 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 what like? <laughs> and he went, well, you know proper stuff he said no you know major eyes water so i said so he said but i've not spoken to him yet so i said well why is that so i've got to pick the right time he said it's a bit of an awkward one he said what what i'm gonna do is on the way back from training tonight he said i'm gonna speak to him and ask him what he's been doing i went okay so make sure you ring me when you've asked me so that's why i know 
So he said, okay then. So the phone rings later on and the fellow literally cannot control himself. He's, he's crying with laughter. So I said, what, what, I said what, what's been said? He went, well, he said, I, I, I'm driving home. And I said to him, look, I've, I've been on your phone. He said, and I found quite a few things on there. He said, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He said, yeah, quite some things that shouldn't be on there, some things you, you shouldn't be looking at. And he went, uh, what, the porn? He said, yeah, 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 so the porn, yeah. He said, you know, he said, shouldn't really be looking at that. He went, no. He said, why not? He said, well, he said, it's not really appropriate, you know, at your age and that kind of thing. He went, oh, he said, sorry, Dad. He said, uh, I thought all footballers looked at porn, he said, so I started doing it. <laughs> Oh, he thought that he was in the academy. He's going to be a footballer. Need to start looking at porn. So, <laughs> so his dad said, I'm driving down the road, literally looking out the side window with tears rolling down my cheeks. I can't even look where I'm going because I'm absolutely gone. He said, oh, so that was, that, yeah, that was the story. Hey, but but it, just go, it just goes to show you, Darren, you know, that young minds are so influenced by oh. what... What our idols do, those that influence us, those that uh, those that we look up to, and those that you know we idolise on any given Sunday. It, it's so important, it really is. And and you could almost tie in the Aaron Hernandez story into that, you know, because there's footage of him saying that he wants to be a a Hispanic idol, but yet he's just shot two people. Yeah, well, when, when, when you hear pro athletes say I'm not a role model and shouldn't be looked at in that way, they, they don't realise that. Their influence is so big, and that these, yeah. these these young guys, girls, they're looking up to people, and they're they're being influenced by everything they do. I mean, that's a funny story, oh, and it was, it was it was it was it turned out to be harmless, and it, it turned out to not be an issue, and we all yeah. had a good laugh about it. But there is a, there is a serious message that kind of mixes in there with it too, isn't there? So yeah. So there definitely. you go. I thought you'd like that. I thought you'd like. I that. like that. All right. So Darren, here we go. Final word. Uh, big weekend. Yeah. Big weekend, conference championships. We'll start off in the AFC. We've stripped both teams down. But when it comes to brass tacks, who are you going to take? The Kansas City Chiefs or the Tennessee Titans? I'm going to ride the big boy, Derrick Henry, all the way through to Super Bowl 54 in Miami. I'm going to go with the underdog, Tennessee Titans. And I say that, Vern. And I will also tell you my favourite NFL player is Patrick Mahomes. And I am desperate to be in the stadium in Miami with the Mahomes on the field. So I, I want him to be there. But when I look at this, I just can't see how Kansas City stop Derrick Henry enough. So I'm going to go with the underdog. After last week, I'm going to ride it. I'm going to go Derrick Henry, Tennessee, over Kansas City and Arrowhead. What about you? Well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with my gut. Uh, because very early on, I think it was April or... Uh, I think it might have been March when I put my bets on. Yeah. And, I, and, and one of mine was the Chiefs. So I'm going to stay with the Chiefs because if they come in, I get a big dollar per cash. Uh, and I think that Patrick Mahomes showed to me, and I think every NFL fan, that he's got what it takes to really, really invigorate a team who are 24 points down in the divisional games. And I think anyone that can do that and put the pressure on himself and call out people and put pressure on them and really go into the deep, deep, deep into the playbook and pull off plays like he did. I can't look any further than Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs. So we've got 50-50 on that one, Darren. Let's flip the coin. Let's go over to the NFC. We've got your 
former beloved Green Bay Packers taking on the San Francisco 49ers. Can the Packers beat the San Francisco 49ers? Nope. I think if this was played in Lambeau Field, I would say the same. I think it, on, on any grass field at any time this season, home or away, San Francisco are the better team. I think they had a little wobble towards the end of the season where they had one or two injuries on the offensive line and one or two playmakers were out. They're all healthy now. I think Richard Sherman will take Devante Adams and take him out the game. And I think that San Francisco win the game at a canter. San Francisco by at least two scores. Easy. And I think the Packers are exposed on Sunday as not being quite as good as people think they are. OK, I'm going to agree with you, Darren. I'm going to agree with you. I know it's boring, everyone. I apologise. But everything that Darren said, times two, I think the San Francisco 49ers have got too much on either side of the ball for the, for the Green Bay Packers. I think Aaron Rodgers, I think he will have... I think he'll put 21 points on the board. But I think the San Francisco 49ers will just overpower the Green Bay Packers because we said it before early on in the series of the fumble, that Green Bay's defence is pretty much non-existent. So, uh, but we'll see. We'll see. They're in the semi-finals. They could make it to Miami. Uh, so Darren and I are predicting definitely 100% the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl. And on the flip side in the AFC, it could go either way. It could be Ryan Tannehill and Derek Henry and the Tennessee Titans or... The Kansas City Chiefs with the Don. Let me just have a check the line before we go, because I wonder what the betting lines are this week. You know, with oh, regard to the, you know, with regard to the two, the two teams, the, the two games, because yeah, well, I, I think San Francisco will be a big favourite, and I, I actually think that the other ones will be a pretty decent. I think I think that Kansas City will be a pretty decent favourite as well. Um, in the NFC, the where are we? The, the point spread handicap. Yeah, Kansas, yeah, so San Francisco are minus seven and a half, which is quite a big spread for a conference championship game. Mm. And in the AFC, oh, both of them, both seven and a half point favorites, the two home teams. Now, I, wow. I absolutely love Tennessee plus seven and a half. I think that's because I think that'll be close. I, whichever way it goes, I don't think there's going to be a great deal between them. I, I think the disparity between San Francisco and Green Bay is significantly wider than the gap between Tennessee and Kansas City. Don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. spreads are the same. That's interesting. There you go. All right. Brilliant. Well, we'll leave you with that to ponder, Fumbleites. Uh, from myself, Bernard Kay in Santiago, Chile, I bid you farewell. Uh, from Darren Fletcher, who is in Chile. Chile Nottingham. <laughs> in Chile, Nottingham. In Chile, Nottingham. Farewell. Uh, Darren, have a great weekend, my friend. And you, mate. Enjoy the Formula E. Thank you. What games have you got coming up? Uh, Watford against Tottenham at the weekend. I think Mourinho's going to lose again. And then uh, I've got three Premier League matches next week. We've got games on Tuesday night, Wednesday night and Thursday night. So, uh, busy week. Ooh. And when does Champions League kick off again? February the 18th. Yeah. All right, brilliant. Plenty of time well, before then. Yeah, this has been a Shooting Shark production. For myself and Darren, have a great weekend. And we will see you on the other side of the Conference Championships. See you then. 
The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light Shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.